2: ah yes ladies and gentlemen it is monday and that means it's monday night raw that means it's the monday night raw after show i'm at real jack farmer he's at justin Labar. he's at raj geary underscore three (laughs) zero three and we're here to chat all about the show tonight wwe raw but as always i like to ask you guys how are you doing raj how are you doing justin raj we'll start with you how was your weekend i'm doing well my friend how about yourself I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I actually, you know, I I did ring announcing for the Influencer Fight League this weekend, and I ran into friend of the show, Marvin. I want to give Marvin a shout out for uh, for showing up to the event and uh, hanging out. It was cool to meet him.
3: Nice. Nice.
2: Justin, how about you? What'd you do? Oh, uh, nothing much. Relax where I
4: could. Uh, <laughs> look, look forward to this riveting Monday Night Raw. This did not feel like a Raw, uh, aside from... Aside from one or two things, this did not feel like a raw on the road to mania. But we'll we'll dive in in detail. The roads
2: to WrestleMania. I call I caught, I caught yeah. that
4: from, from Edge, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk. We'll, we'll, we'll so talk. So many
3: about tag that. matches, so much stuff that didn't feel like a big deal uh, until the end. So okay. I, I agree. Like I, I thought it was an entertaining show. I didn't feel like it was the worst raw I've seen, but it was just so much filler. It just felt like Orton. I mean, and some big news. Like Randy Orton looked like he got hurt. Uh, Yeah, we'll get into that. But my February, every February, except for last year, uh, I do a detox cleanse Mm. after the Super Bowl. So it ended this past week. So uh,
2: (laughs) yesterday, so. Yeah. I'm
3: going to have a little beer here To just completely undo
2: it all <laughs> In honor of Stone Cold Steve Austin Maybe coming out eventually Oh hell yeah <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, Yeah this uh, overall, That was like I- a
4: deep raspy breathy Donald Trump <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's good. It's good. (laughs) The the New York rattlesnake, I guess. I don't know. I guess. Yeah, that was bad. uh, Yeah, this was a uh, this was an episode. I felt like I was actually entertained, but I also felt like none of this matters. The whole time I was watching, I was like, "This is fun. It doesn't matter, but it's fun." Yeah. I I mean, Edge and AJ. Man, when AJ's music hit, I'm like,
3: "Yes, this is awesome." And then when they did the whole beatdown, just felt so forced. It just felt so unnatural that it kind of took me out of it.
4: Well yeah. and again with like next week being you know this big triple threat tag match it's got Owens and Rhodes involved or Owens and Rollins involved, and I think <laughs> that I think that as I said, I think Owens and Rollins are probably the ones that are gonna get the you know impending returns of 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 Austin and, and Cody. So it's like, hey, I feel like nothing can happen until at least next Monday. And if not, maybe it's the Monday after that. But then the other thing, the thing that is immediate, the thing that's coming first that they they mentioned and they promoted are at MSG this Saturday. Brock's defending his title, but we still don't know against who. They never announced that.
2: Against TBA. Yeah, that's another, that's a weird, I have finished, it's not going to be that exciting. I think they're going to keep it a mystery thing. It'll probably be the first match on the card, it's, and he, it's going to be like, like Veer Mahal or, someone, or something. You know. Yeah. Um. Well, in the, we'll get into the show, but. Uh, what if the, it's Veer? It, <laughs> <laughs> And just gets smoked, like, squashed right minutes, off the bat. Five seconds. Uh, so uh, Maya Lee in the chat, already with the super chats, uh, is you. asking, is Seth and KO heals and Edge turn out of nowhere was a chance. Uh, guess Priest to heal. Let's just turn everyone heal. LOL. I hope Ricochet push is true. So I'm I, Maya, I think, is asking, basically, it sounds like everyone's bad guys is, I think, what, what, what they're getting at um are you cool with that everyone being on the wrong side of the tracks i I mean
4: i i I did make this thought with priest and then again when we get to edge like you know they raw needs baby faces but then again again this is all i mean look it's crazy we're a month off and so much is being fantasy booked on what we think is going to happen on these crazy two rumors and returns but like, if you have an Austin back in the fold, and, have, and if Cody comes back, you know, there's two faces at least just in this inter, in the in the immediate that are going to overtake the babyface side of things. So, uh, you know, you know, AJ's a face. Um, I, you know, you have Warden Riddle. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess it is. I mean, it, it, I, I do think Priest is a heel, is probably the better fit at the moment, considering they just kind of abandoned what did work as him as a face. Uh, Seth and Kay are such good heels. Um, you know, so I, it, it's okay.
3: Yeah. It's you know what's funny is WWF slash E was always the babyface territory, right? Like that's mm-hmm. where the big stars are. That's um, where they make their money. And now it feels like they only know how to push heels. Mm-hmm. Like all the you know Brock is probably the one exception right now, but everyone else, unless you're a heel, it almost is like you you get pushed to the wayside uh, until you turn heel. So. Yeah, I feel like Damian Priest, this is a big opportunity for him because his, I mean, we've talked about this many times on the show. Once they turned that, once they did the Jekyll and Hyde thing with him, changed his music and everything, and then they had him flipping out. He just sucked as a character. Like the fans were not into it. Uh, It it was just random. He was just doing it over and over. It was unbelievable. And it just kind of killed all his momentum that he had. So hopefully he gets it back. Damian Priest as a heel, it, I I can see as a world title uh, uh, opponent.
4: But yeah, we wonder, you know, they 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 do abandon, you know, like you just said, Raj, and we wonder why they can't. They have a hard time making new stars. I mean, you have to at some point let the talent be in a position to 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 be loved and be embraced. I mean, like you know, I thought we had the start of something with Big E, and then obviously that's you know what they you know. So it's like you you wonder you wonder why they're talking about um. A seventy-six-year-old man in the ring at <laughs> WrestleMania.
2: You know, say what you will. I will be there for that. I'm all about it. But, uh, Andrew, <laughs> look, uh, I'm not uh, turning uh, away from that pin no, at all. I'm glued to the screen <laughs> when that happens. Uh, Andrew, in the chat, asked the question: uh, Who's left for Cody? Seth, Bobby, Orton, or someone on SmackDown? Or will Cody miss Mania? Uh, Raj, what do you think? I mean, they could always do Cody showing up the night after WrestleMania.
3: I feel like this is the year if you want to turn the the Raw after WrestleMania into something special again. This is the year for it, you know. Uh you're back in front of fans. The last few years it just it's been missing that vibe. So if you're going to do it, there's no better name than uh than Cody. But um if you do have Cody at Mania, I mean, I think Seth is just a natural. Orton, we'll see. He looked I mean, that looked bad. Bobby looks injured as well, so um, we'll see. But Seth would be the way to go, in my opinion.
2: Uh, Justin, what if we get WrestleMania, and let's say Roman Reigns retains, he gets both titles, and then Cody Rhodes' music hits, and he comes out and he confronts Roman Reigns similar to John Cena once did, similar to what Brock Lesnar did when he came back. Would that be the, the magic ticket for the returning Cody Rhodes?
4: I don't think that, that's, that's not a bad call. You know, I think, yeah, with Cody, it, maybe it just does come down to, well, first off, it's okay. What, what does the company feel? How much more ammo do they need to sell? You know, like if, you know, if, if Austin returns in a week or two um, and they just see the needle move drastically, which I think it will, um, then they might, then it might be a case of, oh, you know, yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's save. So that way, you know, when mania, you know, their, their calendar is mania to mania. So that way, once mania is done, and a lot of people go back home, and I'm talking about like talent, like you know, big like edge, you know, whatever. To have, to be able to hang your week to week Raws from that point on on a returning Cody um, would be a, a huge deal. So yeah, I think maybe it comes down to do you need to move the tickets still? Number one and number two, what's the creative? Do you? Ha- I mean, you can you can you successfully put together a match in that timeline of only having a couple Raws? Um, or is the person you want Cody to first work with already tied up a uh, Roman a Brock or whomever. And so you just have it, Yeah, you know, do that transition uh, immediately. So, I mean, I, I, there's, I don't think there's a right answer. I, I think it, it's really going to depend on a lot of factors. Let me,
3: let me ask you guys this. Do you think that WWE sees Cody on that level? Like do they see him as a guy that can come out after Roman Reigns beats Brock Lesnar and stands toe to toe with him? I just don't see that.
2: I, I, get I can what you're see saying, them but wanting
3: I, him to work towards that, but I just don't see them putting him in that kind of position. I,
4: I just don't think that he would. I don't think he'd go. I don't think he's going to get paid what they what he's going to get paid. And then I, I, I don't think he'd go back there unless he knew that he had that some kind of an assurance of um, how am I going to be used or sure, having like a high steady. level position. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that just
3: signed right, and that's three million. That's more than what Cody was making in AEW. Do they see him on an A.J. level or do they see him on a Brock level? And to me, I could
2: easily see them seeing him on an A.J. level, if that makes sense. Yeah, I I, yeah, I don't know. It's a I I think I get your point, Raj. I I kind of agree, but I also don't know if Cody would sign for something if it wasn't to be a major. Another million dollars a year from what he was making. Well, I, I mean, was I was two. I'd chase that 24-7 title for an extra <laughs> million dollars. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Wayne in the chat says, I keep hearing that while Cody's contract was up, that he still had to wait until the big show was done. I say work, heel at Revolution. Uh, so two things there, Justin. Uh, maybe this he's waiting for this big show to be done before he moves on. I don't know if those are tied together in any way, but uh, also maybe he just comes back at Revolution. <laughs>
4: I know it's a wrestling thing to the you know, workers are always going to work and you never say never. Uh, I, I, I just don't see it being a work that he's showing back up at a revolution. I It just doesn't, a lot of things don't add up about it. Um, I, I don't think the go big show deal. Uh, like, I think that's something separate. I mean, the, I think the only, the only synergy that, that was there is relation to his AEW work that they just both happen to be on Turner television. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I think there might, there, there's, there's a, there's a really, there's a real potential that there could be some weeks of TV where he is appearing on USA or Fox on one night. And then on another night he is appearing on this, you know, obviously already filmed and produced um, game show. But I don't, I don't think that, uh, I don't think there's any TBS executive that has the stroke. I don't think it has any contractual say to to be like, you can't go wrestle with this other company. Like I think he's already fulfilled his obligation to TBS and with that show.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think they've filmed it all like everything you're seeing now was pre-filmed from I think last summer yeah. is when they filmed the whole you know season so I think he's he's free to go obviously you're seeing it pushed less and less on AEW programming you know like right. the last couple of weeks look you, you know I, I, one of the questions i get a lot on my uh on twitter is is this a work and it's like does tony khan seem like the kind of guy that's going to work the boys for this kind of an angle, he—I know Bischoff did it in the past. Paul Heyman would do it in the past, but Tony Khan is, is not that kind of guy. He's he's a pretty straightforward, likable dude. He's not gonna like work the guys for an angle. That's not gonna make any difference in ratings. So this and is I, not this is not a work.
4: And and to those people that ask those questions, Raj, I, my, my response to them, if I if I respond to them, is okay. What's the payoff? Right. So like. Again, you na- you named Bischoff and Heyman, and I agree. Both of them have and would do it. Um, Tony Khan's made a point, and he, up to this point, he's held off of not becoming an on-screen character. You know, yeah. they they make reference of him on the show that he's made the match official, and that's just logic because we do know that at the end of the day he's the one making the matches. So they don't try to strap uh Sony Deville and Adam Pierce as your matchmakers, which we, when we all know that there's no like so. Yeah. I, but he's not an so like the only payoff that would be here this whole this whole if it was a work if everything that we're learning is a work which is you know he and Tony kind of just not on the same page just kind of came to an agreement to part ways. Well the only payoff then would be Cody comes back and like confronts Tony Khan. And like and and, and like it just that doesn't there's just no payoff. You know what I mean? Like what, what why if anything, all that's happening right now just makes AEW look a little shaky when prior to this they had a pretty good new car smell Squeaky clean, that's the best place to go. Everybody's happy, creative's great. You have, you know, like, so if if anything, doing this work, all it did is just create uh, unnecessary controversy and unrest of, of, of the behind-scenes situation. So, I, I just, it doesn't, again, it just, I understand why fans would, are going to ask it. We always have to ask it in wrestling, but it doesn't make sense. And again, you would have to get WWE involved. Why would WWE
3: be involved in this work? Like, would they waste their time talking to Cody? Yeah. You know, again, I've heard the Pillman thing. Pillman was not an executive making millions of dollars a year when he when he did that, when he was able to get his release uh, granted. So it's just such a different thing. There's no way Cody is going to get out of this gigantic contract to to make a, a, a an interesting storyline.
2: I don't think there's a way to your point, too, Justin, that it plays out where I w- if he came back and it was just like, oh, part of a story, it'd be a little grown. Like, oh, this whole thing was just a uh, whatever. You know, like, I don't, I mean, maybe they could find a way to make it interesting. I'd love to see him back in AEW, too. But there's also this like, there'd be a little bit like, oh, this is just all for pretend. I think Cody in WWE is way more
3: interesting than back in AEW. Just, just from the standpoint that AEW has a ton of people right now Mm -hmm. and Cody was not really doing anything. He was just kind of there. He, I mean, he was in the TNT title picture. Um, When, when AEW started, I think a lot of us pictured this, not Wednesday night war, whatever you call it, but this war of people going back to back and forth and up until now it's only been one way. And now you get Cody going Then all of a sudden, now we're seeing what we kind of originally envisioned of like talent, you know, like the big names going back and forth. And now it's like anything goes. And I I, I just find that to be way more interesting.
2: Yeah. Uh, Andrew Ung in the chat continues with a follow up. Is Cody the right pick to get the rub from beating Roman or (laughs) Brock? I don't
4: see I don't see anybody beating Roman Reigns uh, ever. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I really, I mean, they've, this is one of the few things that WWE has handled so well for so long. I mean, the, you know, they've, they keep rattling off now. It's been what, however many days and only four or five other guys in the history of the world title. Uh, and mind you, he's technically the universal champion, but they lump in the world title record uh, books. That, that's the title that Brock's technically carrying. But anyways, sounds good. It looks good. Um, I, I mean, I could, I could legit see Roman even. It, well, I guess then again, if I guess it's, I was going to say I could see Roman literally carrying a world title all the way around to the next year's Mania in LA, and if they get the dream match with Ian and Rock. But I guess Raj, I guess this is a little bit of of, of news we could talk here is if if it's a title unification match, but not really. So we have title versus title, but uh, somebody is reporting that they don't plan to unify, make it one belt. Actually, it's still going to be two separate belts, which would lead me to think that let's say if Roman walks out with both straps, that he's both champion for however long, but then he eventually d- does drop one of them. So I guess, and if that's how this goes down, Roman could walk out with two straps, but he could drop one of the straps to a Cody or to whoever they feel is the next big challenger at some point and still remain the still remain, whatever champion they want to remain.
1: Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally, without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Yeah,
3: I mean, once they announced it was a uh, unification, that just made no sense to me because does that increase sales over title versus title? And title versus title, that's easy to get out of. You don't have to undo you know uh, a belt basically i
2: yeah. want to see it though well by I, defini- it. By I like defini- it i don't well, care I, I know it doesn't make sense it's been bad in the past i still want to see it are you care. are you
3: traveling because
2: of that or like does that make a difference it doesn't but i want to see it anyway you know <laughs> it's like it's like when you watch a marvel movie like oh by the way there's gonna be dr strange making an appearance like i don't really care for dr strange but it's still cool so
4: cool, <laughs> well, like it's it's no it's it's cool to say you have the, it's cool to say you have the world you have the two world champions or two, and and they are the two biggest names the company has right now so yeah. that's fine to have the two biggest world champions but like it should never the definition of unification is, is to make one and if they're not if it's not going to become one world title belt again if there's still going to be two separate right. world title straps then stop saying unification and which and which by the way is fine because WWE can't survive only having one world champion they couldn't survive only having one world champion when they've tried in the past when they've had the brand split and that was when they were both on NBC properties now they definitely can't survive when they have one on an NBC property and one on a Fox property you think you think if fox gets uh gets gets roman with 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 just that with the only world title and USA doesn't have a world champion you think USA's going to in vice versa like no right so,
3: and and so that's what it's sounding like right like it's just going to be like two weeks in they're gonna be like okay we need a world champion here as well so we're gonna reintroduce this title which if they do that look if they hold off for a couple months then all's forgiven uh you-, you have the dominant world unified champion for a while you know um but this- i'm intrigued it
2: does make it intriguing to jack to jack's yeah. point it does make it intriguing i just i mean. I'm selfish. I want everything. I want everything on everything on the line. Everything <laughs> they're doing. It. The yeah. biggest stars. I just want it all. Give it to me. Give it to me.
4: <laughs> Jack, Jack wants title versus title and each of them put up a half a million dollars right. in yeah. cash.
2: Yeah. And why you lose, at lose it, their
4: loses their hair.
2: Yeah. <laughs> hair versus hair. Throw the uh, I I want Miss Elizabeth to be on, on the line as well. In the corner. <laughs> in the corner. But everything. Everything on the line. Uh
3: we gotta say uh, hi to
2: our pal, Nadia. Thank you, Nadia Plata. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank we you. love you as well. Yeah, thank you so much, Nadia. Um, well, we, we talked about Cody Rhodes a little bit, and something I do want to talk about in the news, and something that has everyone all a buzz and a stir is Tony Khan has actually gone out of his way to say that this week there is going to be a big surprise on AEW Dynamite. Now, to my point earlier, if his big surprise was Cody Rhodes is coming back, I'd be a little bit like, oh, okay. But he said it's not a new signing, but it is something big. Justin, let's hear the reckless speculation. What is it?
4: Yeah, I mean, he's comparing it to the first dance in terms of like the magnitude and something big and special. He's saying it's good for the industry, good for the talent. Um, you know, And I'm paraphrasing all this stuff. A lot of AC he said on when, when Busted Open when he makes his weekly uh, appearances, following me, I might add.
2: Um,
4: <laughs> cheap 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 yeah. promotion uh no but I he's basically the bar <laughs> yeah, yeah there you go uh, and he's basically said it's not a talent signing this is what he's kind of hinted at so i mean i you know not to steal roger's thunder i'll let him expound but i agree with what Raj said and i think roger's tweeted it i think it's probably something with distribution i think it's probably streaming well, well whether it's the whether it's streaming of just certain events or whether they're creating an aew network a la like the WWE network and have you know i mean they have a couple years worth of archived video now and there's you know, maybe there's video they've acquired otherwise out there, so I don't know.
2: Yeah, Raj,
3: any uh, any insight? I yeah, I think it's streaming ROH. Those seem to be the the popular theories. I do got to say, Tony Khan, I like. I love this. I think you know, building that, uh, these announcements and everything. It's it it's what makes wrestling fun. But he when he does tease these big announcements, they've under delivered. You know, I think of Christian. I think of this. Uh When you look at the times he didn't, CM Punk was not advertised. Brian Dan- Danielson was not advertised, and those were gigantic. The ones he did advertise were kind of, you know, uh I, I, Keith Lee is a hell of a talent, but as a gigantic surprise or like a, you know, what was advertised? I, I, I do feel like you do run the risk of, um becoming self-parody doing this over and over
2: i have uh, here's a question for 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 you raj to follow up on that and and justin you can get into i'm not a good poker player i've got a terrible poker face if i got a good hand everybody knows it (laughs) is this kind of a a tell from tony khan that when he says it's a big surprise it's because he's worried it's not a big surprise and he needs to sort of sell us versus a CM Punk where he's like, no, this is a big surprise. They don't need me to sell it. Is this kind of a giveaway that maybe we need to pull back our expectations if he says a surprise is coming?
3: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it does seem like it does seem like when they do week in the ratings, there's a big surprise coming. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they had a terrible ratings week a couple of weeks ago. And uh then all of a sudden, oh, we're working on some massive, massive surprise again. Uh, CM Punk, MJF that underperformed in the ratings. Right after that, big surprise coming, massive surprise. It was Keith Lee, uh, who I think is a great talent, but again, does that constitute a massive surprise? Is you know, uh, I you know, I, I just think you you cry wolf a lot, and uh, it it can come back to haunt you just because. I don't think these surprises are, are living up to the hype, in my opinion.
4: I, I don't think it's, uh Jack, I don't think it's that. I think Tony is so passionate and he's so close to this. I mean, he is the closest, he's closer to this than anybody. I mean, AEW, rise or die, he has more in the line. It, it's more, you know, so I think he's so close to it that, and he's such a wrestling fan. He's not just a businessman. He's a wrestling fan. I think he's, you know, so he, he gets super excited over a Keith Lee, which again, to Raj's point, is a great, addition but like you you have to step back and look at it truly objectively from a wrestling fan's point of view you know because the wrestling fan doesn't have anything invested other than just their time and their energy they don't have you know you, you know money invested like tony khan does so i think he's just so close to it it's hard for him to see through the same lens how we might view it as like yeah that's a good but it's not to you know it's not to the level and passion that you've been hyping it for the last x amount of days or x amount of weeks um Quite frankly, I think he probably, I think CM Punk probably wanted it to be, it to be the worst kept secret, and it's never actually to be said. I think Punk probably wanted that, you know, because, I mean, Khan's even said, Tony Khan said, you know, Sting was, Sting was the biggest out of nowhere surprise, I think, that they've done. You know, there was even rumors of Moxley showing up when, obviously, when, when he got, you know, out of his 90 day with WWE, and like, you know, we kind of knew he when like Sting, I, I didn't hear anybody talking about Sting going to AEW, much less Sting going to AEW in wrestling matches, right? Mm-hmm. Came completely out of nowhere at a December show, um, did a huge bit of buzz after the fact. But like Tony Khan, I think even said like the network TNT at the time was like, "Hey, like that would have been kind of nice to know, and we could have promoted that and whatever." And from that point on, whether it be Big Show, Christian, whatever, he's kind of like hint, hint, wink, wink, somebody and something's coming. Um, again, with Punk being the exception, so I think I think he's under some kind of direction, and he likes to get the get the hint out there. And um, I think he's just so close to it that he can't properly see. Where things actually will will rank in the terms of is this a holy shit surprise?
3: And I I think Christian was the worst. I thought just in in the in the sense that Christian's a fantastic worker, great personality. I love Christian, but how much they hyped that surprise up
4: for you know what? And again, Tony Khan has said Christian was one of his favorite wrestlers as a fan. Mm -hmm. So again, so to Tony Khan, this is a huge thrill.
2: Right. But but again, try to look at it through the lens of the everyday fan. Yeah. Right um well uh before we get into the actual show i do want to give a quick shout out we have in the chat marvin thompson with a super chat farmer great meeting you over the weekend and thank you for being gracious in the midst big fans of all of you and the podcast guys keep up the great work marvin it was great meeting you at the show this weekend uh there's going to be a replay of it coming soon so everyone who wasn't there at the influencer fight league you can check it out i was doing ring announcing i was yelling people's names as they came out to the ring that's all ring announcing is just yelling into a microphone <laughs> uh but but marvin thank you so much for uh for stopping by and saying hello by the way while you were there it was great it's great meeting you um we also have in the chat zachary saying i think he bought ring of honor or it's a wrestler's union um that's not a the the wrestler's union's not a bad
4: i mean he he, he's he's been a very he's kept he keeps saying there's a there's a legal i mean everything has a legal component obviously even if it's streaming there's a legal component of like but but that would be interesting If, if if a union but that's that. That's very like in the weeds of behind the scenes. Like, was he going to walk out in dynamite and say, like, fans, all of your favorite guys and girls back there, they're not, they're not going to be protected. <laughs> like, I, like is that is that something? Of, you know, it's got to be something that the fans can can it, it, get enjoyment out of, which yeah. they're not going to get any enjoyment out of a union. So, I don't <laughs> yeah, the the union thing is kind of uh, it's great for
3: the town. I mean, depends. Obviously, the the higher up on the card you go, the less they probably want a union but uh right yeah i i don't see it being the union roh i could definitely see it being roh tape library starting a, a streaming service look streaming is the future cable mm-hmm. you look at you know when people are like oh well dynamite or raw was number one they beat everything on cable look at what else is on cable that night like uh Dynamite last week. The one of the shows that beat was called like uh, Plum Pimples or something. It was something with pimples in the title. That was like number seven for the night. Cable is just a dying breed. It's just not. Uh, it, it's it's not yeah. where people are consuming content unless it's live sports. And once the NFL, NBA, they move off the of cable. You already see NFL moving to uh, Amazon Prime for. Thursday night football,
4: majority of NHL on Disney or uh, on ESPN Plus. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And that's that's once they completely move, that's the end of cable in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, you it,
3: see the you're already seeing the trends, less and less people are watching cable each year. And so wrestling, WWE, they have their relationship with Peacock, you know, and you know AEW,
2: they need to have that kind of relationship. So I think a streaming deal would be huge. Also, I don't know if it's the WWE network that did it for me, but when those pay-per-views come up and you see that price tag, it stings. It hurts. I even if you break down like the annual cost and it not being that different, just you know when you go to order and it's like charge fifty dollars, are like oh man, that's I, don't know I gotta pay fifty dollars for this. But uh, but once you do that,
3: you can't go the other way around, right? Like now, I can't order a WWE pay-per-view for like fifty bucks.
2: Yeah. Because if, if,
3: they've made it in my head that it's five bucks
2: a month. If WWE said $50 for great balls of fire, I would say no, not happening. <laughs>
3: but AEW, they still have their pay-per-view
2: charge. So once they go, you can't really go back. So that's, yeah, it'll be, but to your point, I mean, that's, you got to do that eventually. Unless you, I think to your, the only thing on cable will probably be like the local kind of shows and things like that, like the smaller local kind of things. Right. Um, but let's talk about the show. Of course, before we get into Raw, thank you everyone for liking, commenting, sharing, subscribing, five-star reviewing, all that good stuff. Everyone in the chat, Wayne, Rift, Peter P, Zook Enigma, Michael, uh, Ethan, and uh, of course Marvin, thanks again for uh, saying hello at the show. Let's get into to WWE Raw where we start with Kevin Owens wearing a Yosemite Sam Cowboy hat uh and they're worried that they don't have a match at wrestlemania so they invite the alpha academy out they make fun of the uh thank yous and uh gable takes shots at ohio and the building almost came down on him for that part uh they get into a shushing contest before they get into a tag team match with uh rollins and ko getting the win here today uh raj I want to ask you just as a fan, take off your 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 journalist hat, take off your your pundit hat and just as a fan okay. which were you cheering for Alpha Academy or Fight it down as I call them? <laughs> I
3: find Chad Gable to be one of the most entertaining characters on TV right now. I think he's just fantastic. He when he's on when he's talking, he's got my ratings, right? Like, mm-hmm. he is just fantastic. He he owns the room, and the fact that he can dominate this group, you know, like, he is the star of this segment. And it just mm-hmm. shows, like, man, he has just come so far. And he's always been there. He was just given the ball, and he's running with it, and we're seeing it. Like, he's just fantastic.
4: Yeah, it's he, like, uh, his, uh, just... yeah, his... <laughs> His comment, his, his community college comment, Ohio State just—I mean, got that place. I mean, just got him buzzing. I mean, if you go back and watch, watch um as the heat just continues and the buzz, uh, the booze. If you watch Rollins and no one's face, they're kind of like, "Whoa, this guy <laughs> really touched the nerve." Uh, yeah, I mean, he is the most—he's one of the most entertaining things. He's stu- and it's always—it's—it's it's always the simplest things. You know, it's all—you know—it's a what chant. It's a uh, three eyes. It's—it's it's always the most ridiculous things that just you stumble upon. And just by the way, he just—I'm you know, sure he did it one time just to be obnoxious. He just went, "Thank you," and it just stuck. And he got a reaction. It Thank stuck.
2: you. <laughs> somebody, yeah, somebody in, the, somebody in the
4: back, you know, told him he got to do it again, or he made all the boys laugh. You know, whatever. All, all the stories we hear. So he's incredibly entertaining. And then yeah, the match was like you know, this is technically two heel tag teams. <laughs> but yeah, it just, but it was a really fun match. Like the I wrote down the ending. The the finish sequence was great. Um, so yeah, I I'm excited. Chad Gable said it. He's never been on a mania. Um you, that's I, crazy. I, yeah. I mean, good is, for him. Yeah. Good for him that he's gonna get to go out there in front of 60,000 or whatever it ends up being. He's gonna get to get a sixty thousand person boo
2: on him. Yeah,
3: yeah and I, I had well, tweeted this coming. earlier in the night. I felt like Chad Gable outhealed
2: Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. And that that's saying something. Like something. That's not it's it. yeah, they're they're big time and <laughs> to get everyone cheering for them to beat you up is a big deal. And you guys are right. I, it's so weird that I'm, I'm I know I'm supposed to hate both these teams. I thought this was just a really fun opening segment all the way through. And I, at the same time, neither team felt like they backed down from being bad guys. Like they, they stayed as villainous, but it was still just fun watching it It was I don't know. It was like watching, like peacemaker, quote unquote, bad guys fight each other, you know, where you're like, they're both horrible people, but I like watching them fight each other. Uh, so, yeah, but, and and of course, the I don't usually like seeing the champions lose, but obviously this builds up to later on next week when they have a tag team title match. Um, we move on and we get Omos versus T bar. Uh, <laughs> peaks and valleys. We have. <laughs> we have uh, Omos versus T-Bar and he uh, Omos starts with a, a promo about dominating everybody and he beats uh T-Bar pretty easily justin that's almost weird to me did they need the opening match shenanigans of like bumping him off the ring first and then him not being able to get up it, it felt like if you're just going to dominate a guy just dominate the guy
4: Yeah, I mean, they try to make it a big deal that, like, this, and I think Oman said this is the biggest guy that he's faced thus far, which maybe that's true, but, like, it's T-Bar. Like, what, I mean, you know, like, there's no credibility there. Everything about this is weird. I I, Again, I think I know why and why WWE does this, but it's, like, you know, it used to be, you know, like, if you go to an indie wrestling show, you know, they most indie wrestling abides by the rule. Bad guy's always Mm -hmm. on first, unless the bad guy's the champion, then and challenger goes out first and like that's the way WWE used to kind of be traditional that way Mm -hmm. now they always want to send out they want you to the first person they send out the person they want you to see and they want to cut the commercial so you cliffhang and you tune in for the next segment so they did that with omos but it's just weird that you know he's the feature he's the whole point of the segment you know he does the backstage interview then he goes out and then and then we have to cut the break but so then we get this big entrance for t-bar i'm like when was the last time t-bar got an entrance like you know the whole thing was weird and then you had the shenanigans I, I don't know. like I don't understand. I didn't really understand this. And again, Omos is a guy who they've been, ever since Rumble, it's been like, is he there? Is he not there? So I kind of thought when I saw that Omos was having a match and they're making a big deal that him going to beat the biggest opponent, I was like, is he going to be hot shotted into a Brock match at MSG? You know?
2: Yeah. I I mean, that actually leads to my next question. And Raj, we'll go with you. What What is Omos doing at WrestleMania? Like, what's his, what do you think his path is? Because I don't really... I mean, he's someone. I guess you could just pair him up with anyone, really, because he's he's such a spectacle himself. But who do you see him having a match with? Does he have a match at WrestleMania? He, he seems to to me. It seems like a Andre the Giant Battle Royal guy. But
3: they advertised him tonight as six foot ten, right?
2: I was wondering if they meant that was T Bar. He said six nine, but I don't oh, know was that T Bar? I don't. I don't know how tall T Bar is. I yeah, that feels like. Omos was taller than that. Before. Right. like It seemed like they were
3: making uh, him smaller than he, <laughs> you would advertise him as. Um, I, I just think, you know, I think we've mentioned this. T-Bar uh, is 69, so they must have been talking about T-Bar. They must have been. At least and, when I Google it. He, he badly needs a gimmick change. Um, we've said it before. And I think uh, the one thing that really stood out when, you know, uh, Omos is in the ring, same thing, is he just seems – sarcastically smiling with a lot of it when he's like, it just feels like he's being sarcastic. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like he's really like roaring. It seems like he's being a smart ass and he just doesn't feel it. He's just like, ah, this is funny. He doesn't fully get that aspect of his character. And I think that just hurts it when you're watching it. It just, you don't feel like there's this giant maiming this guy. It just feels like some, uh, you know a fish out of water uh that's not taking this seriously that doesn't uh, you know it, it just doesn't connect i guess is the best way to put it
4: yeah i mean i can see that he it does feel like he's out there plain big guy wrestler you know mm. i mean um i think the guy you know i think he played basketball i mean i you know he's, he's he is one of the stories of athlete turned you know athlete put in the performance center but i don't know maybe maybe we'll learn the story eventually that omas has like some deep-rooted passion for pro wrestling and used to watch it with his mother and you know maybe we'll learn that but but it's also very possible that that's that none of that is the case and that he had never seen a wrestling ring until he walked into the performance center so and if that is the case then yeah it it, that might be tricky to like figure out like how does this guy fake it till he makes it he might not mean you know it's big, really big guys like this traditionally, and they had this kind of with AJ in a weird way. Traditionally, really big guys like this that are abnormally big, uh, that have, you know, unique backgrounds. So Hamas, Great Kali, Giant Gonzalez, you usually just stick them with a little Weasley mouthpiece, and that can be the personality for them. Um, but the only mouthpiece they had was AJ, and that mouthpiece we knew was eventually going to be turned on. And, and they've already done and burned that very nonchalantly on the road to Rumble. So, you know,
2: yeah, and I think to your point, uh, Raj, uh, oh, Trevor snuck in the chat says, Agree 100%, Raj. It's like he's holding back a smile. Um, I I, I wonder if it's because also, like, I was thinking when you come out and you're like growling at people, but you're dressed like very fashionably, like you got a nice jacket on and stuff. Like, I don't believe that you're someone who just growls at people, you know, like with Braun Strowman, at least he was always wearing like kind of gross looking jeans and like a tank top he didn't look like he was a, a put together person if that makes sense and he was so, more the the giant on the beanstalk yeah like yeah. so you'd say oh, yeah he, he he roars at you but it's i can't imagine omos going in and getting a fashionable jacket and like some nice you know jewelry and then going roar thank you and then like paying and leaving i get, I guess it doesn't match what he looks like and how he presents himself in other in other ways but that's almost you know what man Jack almost
3: Omos, almost I, I I can almost see that being a better character like him this being this fashionable just giant guy and he's not trying to be a giant get rid of the roars he's just a yeah. big guy that uh
4: he you know
3: I I think that yeah. that works better
4: he's the world he's the world's tallest model
3: yeah because he does <laughs> yeah. he has style <laughs> you know yeah uh when he was uh, Shane's bodyguard at uh raw underground he looked like you know he was cool dude so
2: and i think it'd be fun to see him doing segments like at malls trying to find clothes his size <laughs> <laughs>
4: remember, remember remember when raven took canyon shopping Yeah, remember that when we found out that raven was actually like from like this aristocratic family <laughs> can Canyon's, Canyon's looking at the sign he's like verse and Raven goes Versace. What a
2: maroon! <laughs> what a maroon.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I totally think, forgot about that.
2: We <laughs> could have so many fun segments with uh, Omos, just in real life, seeing how big he is in real life, and going, "Oh wow, he is really big." Yeah. I think that they should take
4: like they should take like a Malcolm Bivens. Take take a mouthpiece like from NXT. Who's and Malcolm's a small guy, so him standing next to Omos, the the, the, the contrast will will do great benefits. Um, I think if they're going to keep the giant growling on Moss, but I think to the point that we all just kind of, you know, the Jack started and Jack, I think, I think it's a good call. um, You know, to Roger's point of, of of it, not feeling right. And, and Jack to your observation, maybe that is it, you know, like uh, just sit, sit the guy down and say, okay, like I think his first name's Jordan. Maybe like say, all right, Jordan, who is Jordan? Like, what are you doing in your, like your spare time? You're not growling to people. So yeah, he, you know, he is a guy that likes fashion, like style. He likes, so maybe we, you know, they got to figure out what he is. So it doesn't look like he's playing wrestler. It looks like he is just, having fun because that because that's the stuff that counts is it is the stuff in between the moves
2: so but now you mentioned malcolm bivens i'd love to see malcolm bivens writing a bunch of checks that omos has to cash (laughs) (laughs) so Uh,
3: robert stone why why is he still in nxt he's been on the scene for what like 12 13 years um yeah at some point it's like it's just a waste of money get him on the main roster he knows what he's doing
2: yeah, he's always, he knocks out of the park every time, too. Uh, whenever, I think so, anyways. Yeah, I think I agree. Um, speaking of knocking out of the park, we've got a six-woman tag team match coming up. Uh, Drop, Nikki A.S.H., and Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, and Bianca Belair. I actually thought this was fun. I, I don't think it's a, it's a memorable match, but I think that looking at all of them in the ring, I thought, like, wow, this looks like a good women's division here. If, if this is the six that you're building your title around. I think this is a, a good six and the good guys get the win. I thought that uh, Bianca came off looking strong. I think everyone's going to talk about that hair whip though. Uh, Justin, any, any takeaways from this match?
4: Yeah. The hair whips the highlight, you know, I love, you know, I've said before, I love that spot that Bianca did the hair whip with Sasha at mania. It was just such a, I mean, the, 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 you can't fake that. That's not a, that's not a worked hair whip. It's not a working hair. Whip. that's, that's her hair freaking whipping and leaving welts. Mm-hmm. Um, on her opponent, and, and Becky had it to show. So I like that. Uh, otherwise, it was what it was. I mean, a, a lot of these, all these women are athletic, and they're good individually. What they do, it's it was a weird visual for me. I know, I know, this doesn't shouldn't matter. It's WWE, but like it was a weird visual for me backstage as, as we see the heels. We see Dewdrop standing right next to Becky, and they're and they're standing as one. It's like weren't you guys just in a rumble match together a minute ago? Like, I don't yeah. Know. So I don't. I didn't really buy into much of this, but the hair whip was a cool spot. So that's 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 the most positive I can be.
2: Yeah, those belts came up fast too. So you know that hurt. Like when there's like, yeah, that's not smoke and mirrors. That's gotta hurt really bad. I mean, that was that was all this
3: match was right was those hair whips. <laughs> it was, uh, uh, Bianca is awesome. Like I, I, again, what Justin just said that. Annoyed me from the beginning when you had these two people that were just feuding a few weeks ago. All of a sudden, they're just on the same page without any, you know, tint of uh, friction. No. Do you remember there was one time there was a Survivor Series and it was Roddy Piper and Jimmy Snook on the same team. And as a kid, it bugged the shit out of me that their past was never referenced. Like... It should have come up, you know. It, yeah. No matter how slight the reference is, there's that history that's there, and Dewdrop and Becky was just weeks ago, you know. Piper and right. and it was legendary, and the fact that it was never brought up just annoyed the hell out of me. But anyway,
2: in general, I think they need to lean on history more. I guess with this, especially with the Dewdrop situation, it doesn't bother me because it feels like Dewdrop has definitely been sort of the plug and play person in that division where most of what she's been doing has been kind of like this person needs someone to wrestle. You're going into that spot. Okay. You're done there. You go here. So I didn't. Right. She had the match, but it also felt kind of like you were put into that spot for that moment. And now we're taking you out to put you here. So I guess I looked at it through kind of like, "Eh, yeah, she's that's just her spot right now. (laughs) I guess. I don't know. I I I I someone
3: in the chat. If you guys know that Piper and snuck, it was, I think it was Piper's team against Flair's team. Uh, if you guys have the the actual who was on those teams, I'll put it Piper's there. team or
4: Flair's team at Survivor Series?
3: Yeah. It was Piper, Snuka, I think it
4: was, was Bret Hart. Ric Flair?
3: Yeah, Ric Flair. It was like... Oh, uh, it had to
4: be Survivor Series. <clears throat> Survivor Series 90. Well, Flair was it, always-
3: it would have been 90, 90, 90. It was 90 or really? 91.
4: Well, you said Flair, so Flair came over at the tail end of 91. So, so it was 91. But I don't think that he was in a Survivor Series team match. Yeah, it was his team okay. against Piper's team. It well, was his this, first Survivor Series.
1: I guess
2: with this thing called Google, I could just... <laughs> Piper, Snuka, and the Bushwhackers. See, that's what I don't like about Google, though. Is back in the day, I'm going to say, I you old man. Back in the day, you would just argue about this for hours, <laughs> and you'd never know the truth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're
4: right. Okay, yeah. Flare, Mountie, DiBiase, and Warlord defeated Piper, Hart, Virgil, and the British Bulldog. Yeah. Bridge Bulldog. Mm-hmm. I forgot that
3: he was on that team. Sure. Yep. But yeah.
4: Have, but they don't have Snooka listed here.
3: So Snooka must have been the year before.
4: But Flair wouldn't have been there then. Oh, that's what yeah. Flair threw me off because I was like, he has a very short window of WWE time then.
3: Yeah. What was the year? Okay, guys in the chat. The year that uh, Piper and Snooka were on the same team.
4: That would be. Now, it must have been
2: the year before. And Zachary in the chat, as you guys are looking that up, says, Dewdrop isn't a champion name. Go back to Piper. Yeah. I like the name Piper Niven, but I'm, I've am i made peace with what that <laughs> name is. I, I think oh, yeah, Dewdrop- yeah, yeah.
3: It was the Rude Brood. It was Rick Rude's team against <laughs> Roddy rude, Piper's team. Rude, I love it. <laughs> yes. And uh, Piper had uh, snuck on his team. 89. That
2: would have been 89
4: i was going to say I'm reading 90 right now. It's not 90. 89. That's yeah.
2: 89. I like when the Survivor Series teams have uh names like that by the way. Yeah, the there we roof. go. Stellar Justin Lopez. Justin Lopez has just got the uh he's
3: stellar. He, he, he his memory is just stellar. It's,
2: that, we should
4: hire him on. Remember, remember hey, that's how Tony Rialo got his break. He he was the he was stat boy for uh pardon the interruption for Will Bonacornizer. Stellar Justin <laughs> Lopez could be our he can <laughs> Pit us with our facts and errors. He can always correct us when we're
3: he bored. is he is the best. Uh, yeah. So eighty nine team Piper versus the
2: Rude Brood. and then uh, Wayne in the chat says, "Raj, I I thank you and the crew for everything you do. Got me through some hard times. Wrestling has always been a part of my life. I'll thank you for the kind words, Wayne. That's that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, David in the there chat says, says uh, "Team Piper was Roddy Piper, Bret Hart, Virgil, and British Bulldog versus." Team Flair, Rick Flair, the Mountie, Ted DiBiase, and the Warlord.
4: To be, to be fair, Raj, you're the, only, you're the only one I've ever heard complain about that. History still remembers Piper just whacking the coconuts across. So, so that's probably the yeah. case here. They, somebody tonight stood up and said internally, hey, can drop team with Becky? Ah, they'll never remember it in 20 years. They'll just <laughs> right. remember the, the, the Rumble match they had. Classic. That's but Justin,
3: don't right. you agree that Piper and Snook on the same team? It yeah. should have been referenced. This yeah. is... Four especially, years after their okay, legendary, yeah,
2: Especially because '89, right? And it's it's yeah. not it's, it's still the same in, damn decade as this. In 20 <laughs> years, we'll be in the uh, metaverse, virtual reality, <laughs> talking about how this match didn't go, and we'll get the names wrong. We'll have to have the chat tell us who it was, who was actually in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know what we should do? I had an idea for these
3: podcasts when we're waiting for everyone to kind of come in. Yeah, up until WrestleMania. One week, I ask you a WrestleMania question, see if you guys can answer it, get it right, oh, no. and then you guys those. do the next. stump. Uh, I stump Farmer and
2: Labar, and the next week, Labar stumps us. Oh, I, I am like so that. bad at those, but I'm down to play. I'm, I'm not good. I'm, I'm so bad at remembering what the show, like, like, I remember the matches individually and the things that happen, but I'm very bad at, okay. like... I got one. I got one. Uh-oh. You want to save it for next week? You got
3: 10 seconds. You can't look it
2: up. <laughs> Google for it. All right, 10 I'm seconds. Not, People not. in the chat, don't answer for 10 seconds. <laughs> the Rude Brood.
3: <laughs> what is the only WrestleMania main event that ended in DQ? Quick, 10 seconds. WrestleMania 9?
2: Was that, that, yeah, didn't that happen? That was uh, Yokozuna and. Uh, was actually, 10.
4: I think Yoko did, did actually technically win, though. Ooh, Yoko um, pinned. You have
3: three seconds. WrestleMania eight, 14. Eight. Ah, um, uh, you. I don't know if you made it. I had it that you were Sid and, Sid, Sid and Hogan. Sid and Hogan. All right. Oh, I just threw a number out. I didn't even know. <laughs> Sid and just, Hogan. The only, whereas the last match on the show, that was the only one that ended. Shango than the, the
2: lawyer. Yeah. I was a big Sid fan, by the way. I was too. Yeah. Sid was awesome. Sid was
3: a
4: big
2: Sid fan. Dude, he was so <laughs> he cool. Was. I love.
3: I he, loved didn't, he apparently did not know he was at WrestleMania eight when he went to <laughs> WrestleMania eight. Is what he said on his podcast.
4: There's some. Uh,
2: I mean he he was a good heel. He was, he was awesome. Yeah, he, he's, a, he was, he's a little bit too true to character. <laughs> I, I I loved him. He was he was one of my absolute favorites all the way to the it. end. Uh, Terry Allen Jr. says in the chat: two K twenty two roster views, Jack no bray wyatt uh, yeah i whenever i see the roster reveals i never worry i never think too much about it because i know they're gonna have ways to basically just make any character you want anyway. so there may not be bray wyatt but i guarantee there's a fiend mask i guarantee there's a fiend haircut i guarantee there's a fiend all the stuff you need to just make the fiend yourself i think they have which is actually kind of unfortunate because that means he's probably not getting any residuals but <laughs> um but of course justin justin knew of course Justin probably knew before you finished answering the question. He's like, like, what's the only WrestleMania where you ran in? (laughs) I'm trying to think
4: of a good question to throw out to you, Raj.
3: Okay, I got one for you. You ready for this? Which of these was not an opponent of Randy Savage at WrestleMania? All right. You got five seconds. All right, here.
2: That's
4: uh. That's <laughs> how bad Raw was. We've completely uh, decided to create That's game <laughs> oh, I think...
3: All right, people in the chat. Okay, ten seconds. And uh, don't look. You look like you're looking.
4: No, I'm trying not to look at the chat thing. Here, let okay, me put the okay. chat down.
2: <laughs> right, I'll look right at you. Ross right. is like a kid about ready to play hide here. And are the, the four. Hand hand. Here, are the four. Like, here are the oh, four. Don't look. I am over here.
3: Here are the four.
4: Yeah.
3: Crush, Greg Valentine, Roddy Piper, or Butch Reed.
2: Roddy Piper, Valentine.
3: Oh, Jack Farmer got it wrong.
2: Yeah, I had to get them all wrong. Yeah. Valentine what? was in the WrestleMania four 4- town. Yeah, you're right. I just I Justin. see this is my strategy. I don't actually think. I just throw out the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> the last name you hear, <laughs> <laughs> just say it.
3: That's
2: that's how I that's how I always play the game shows. Like if I was on uh, Family Feud. You hit the button before you even have an answer. You just hit the button as fast yeah. as you can. Because yeah. Crush was his last
4: Mania opponent,
3: right? What's happening? Crush
2: was his last Mania. Yeah, opponent. that
3: was the last WrestleMania opponent for Randy Savage was a Crush. Huh. Mania yeah,
4: time. a lot of people in the
2: chat. Speaking of crushes, Robert Roode had a match. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite the segue. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, had a match with Tommaso Champa coming out to different ma- uh, music. Good, quick one. Um, Justin, in your opinion, has Tommaso Ciampa's stock gone up after tonight?
4: I don't know if I'm ready to say that I'm going to be buying in on Tommaso Ciampa's stock. Um, I- I'll say this. I'll, I'll say this. I-, I-, I've, I can look at him. I'm looking at him on Raw. And I'm like, okay, I can see. I could see him fitting. I could see him working if, if 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 allowed. You know, I don't know. I still they changed his music tonight. That was a. I mean, they 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 do this all the time. They especially in the transition from NXT to Raw SmackDown. They changed. It, it's it just sounds. It, it's probably because we got so used to his music, so you associate his music with him. This just sounds mm-hmm. so generic. I had the same issue actually with Baron Corbin back when Baron Corbin was still like the apocalyptic bike riding Baron Corbin. I liked his old music. They changed it, um, and and and. You know, now it just you know, eventually it grew uh, before he became Happy Corbin. But um, I, I'm not gonna say the stock's up just yet. I'm gonna wait and see. I mean, you know, I mean, what's he doing? He's uh, Ziggler, and I mean, I don't know. We'll see.
2: I always say you got to – on the main roster. You got to go through a time period where you're a goof before you can make it uh, as a big star. And I don't. It'll be interesting to see if he can get through time as a goof first. Raj, based on this, if you weren't already watching, if you weren't someone who already watches NXT, would you be more interested in tuning into NXT after seeing this match?
3: No. Are, are you? I, yeah. I think because I know what NXT is, I, and, yeah. and I think it's very important. I think you do need your developmental, you need to get guys ready. You need to. And so they do a bunch of stuff where it's people not ready. To be, you know, in, in front of uh, the big time and doing stuff where they're outside of their comfort zone. And that's what WWE is. That, you know, you got to get prepared to be outside of your comfort zone and do skits and segments mm-hmm. and, you know, all these uh, promos and everything. So I think NXT is a very important show. I don't think it should be on USA. It makes a, a dent in the, in, in the bucket of WWE revenue. Like it—it it means nothing. Keep it on Peacock. Get these guys experience. You need to get these younger guys because you haven't been building enough younger talent. You need to get these guys in. NXT is important. Get it off Peacock. Let it be developmental, and uh, you find those talents like Ron Breaker and, and guys like that, uh, Grayson Waller, and uh, uh, they got some stars. Oh my God, God who am yeah, I forgetting man. right now? Uh, Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes, he's yeah. just he, he just has it all. So, yeah, it's important.
4: They, yeah, NXT, what it is now, it actually fits perfectly linear to Raw or SmackDown SmackDown. They are truly giving these guys and girls the best situation of preparation for what they're going to get on Raw or SmackDown. Like where it used to be, if you came from the black and gold NXT, we saw very few transition to having like the, the great success. It's going to, this is going to change. You know, Rambran mm-hmm. Breaker will probably be one of the first ones. It's going to change where this new NXT, when you come from it to Raw or SmackDown, you're going to be already destined and, and anointed to be successful. Cause Vince and Bruce and everybody are going to say, yeah, he's ready. We know, or she's ready, but yeah, the whole, but the brand, the whole, the show as a whole, the two hour show, it's not something you want on TV because you can't unsee these guys or girls learning and making mistakes or, or being a, this is stuff that should be in front of just a small live audience. So I, 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 I have to imagine that they are probably internally trying to figure out what can we give USA to supplement, um, Because, yeah, for all the reasons Raj said, this is not what they want on TV.
3: Well, and now they have the level up show. So maybe put the more experienced people on NXT and then you have the rest on level up. But, you know, again, you're going to. When I hear people criticize NXT and be like, oh, well, the the wrestling on the show sucked or whatever, that's not the point anymore. Right. The point is not to have good matches. The point is to get people ready and uh, get them more experience and everything. So for what it's trying to do, it's it's doing that. You're seeing yeah. people like a Grayson Waller or a Braun Breaker progressing. You're seeing not everyone's going to make it, but right. you're going to see certain people make it, and that's what you need. And and the old NXT did not work. You, it was a C-level brand that they weren't making money off of. It had its hardcore audience, but outside of that, it was not a real uh, moneymaker. So this is, it, it's the right move, in my opinion.
4: Well, yeah. and the unfortunate thing is, is that the old black and gold brand that did sell out, you know, Barclays. for takeover, Four times
3: a year they would sell out, yeah. Right. Yeah. The
4: unfortunate thing is. Especially if you are a wrestling, fan. it was very it, it was a very entertaining show if you're a wrestling fan, but also a WWE fan in the sense of like yeah you know, they still did entertainment, they still did stories, but it was it was like an old school kind of t- studio territory ran the way that it was ran, um, but with a million dollar budget, and so it was really fun to watch. But as we kind of saw, while we had favorites down there, I say down there, Orlando. Mm-hmm that brand was not doing those talents any favors for what Vince was going to want need or expect out of them. And we unfortunately saw that with far too many. Um, And, you know, and we, you know, we couldn't quite see that in full. Now we see it even more now, now that the black and gold brand is dead. And now that we've, you know, we've seen all that we've seen, it's unfortunate. That's something that was so enjoyable. That was a breath of fresh air that came out of WWE's umbrella was in fact, unfortunately doing a disservice to so many guys and girls.
3: Yeah. Well, it was I a mean, great. I love, I though, love those takeovers. But... Yeah, uh, oh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead, Jack.
2: No, as you say, it was, it was a great wrestling show. The black and gold brand was a great wrestling show. And if you like wrestling shows, it was great at it. But to the points you guys are making, it was never meant to be a great wrestling show. It was meant to be a place where you get ready for raw and SmackDown. And that's why now it's, you can argue, it's not as good of a, of a quote unquote wrestling show, but the, that roster, I look at it. I'm like half these guys, are ready to go to, like you could put Braun Breaker on right now. And he's, if he came out in the Royal rumble, he would have killed it. If Carmelo Hayes came out, he would have killed it. Even trick Williams. He'd kill it. He'd be great. You know, he'd be funny. He would, he'd do some funny stuff on the main roster. He'd fit in perfectly. Uh, There's so many, so many people there that fit better. Grayson Waller just is going to kill it when he's on the main roster. Uh, It's it's, It's doing what it's supposed to do so much better now.
3: Yeah, and you know what? I I do think Braun Breaker, he's got all the potential in the world. I don't think as a character he's there yet. I think he 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 can go in the ring. He he's super impressive. But as a character, I think I think he's in the right spot. Like let him figure it out, let him work on his promos. Let him because WWE is very character oriented, and, and uh we never really talked about Cesaro, but Cesaro never got that character. Like he wasn't just never that character. Um, he, you know, when people were like, he should have been a world champion. Like, why? Because he didn't move. He didn't move numbers. He didn't um, get people involved in storylines. He's a great wrestling talent. He was great in ring, but he wasn't that. What WWF WWE looks for, which is
2: people that, um, you know, that uh are characters and he, he just wasn't that. I would say, uh, explain the character to someone who doesn't watch wrestling without saying they're a good wrestler. Right. Like what, what do you say about them? That's how, that's what their character is, is, you know, I can, I can talk about how, who certain characters are. I can peel away. I can talk about how Roman Reigns is the tribal chief and he thinks everything is his. And he's the one that supports that company. Cause everyone tunes in to see him. I haven't mentioned anything about wrestling yet. You know, that's right. what you need to be able to do with these people. Uh, and that's what they're building towards over there. But Zachary in the chat says they should put Carmelo and Corey on in that time slot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you guys going to tune in to Carmelo and Corey?
4: I mean, I, I like both of them. It's filmed here in Pittsburgh where they live. Uh, so it's, there's a lot of Easter eggs that I can see and things that I, when I watched, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I guess what, the biggest thing I took away from this, i again, good on them. That they're getting this extra um, <laughs> screen time. Yeah. I, the, thing, the thing that took me away was like, okay, this this really kind of sums up the relationship with WWE and Peacock. Like, this is not like, it is very much, you know, we're, we're not going through the extra effort. Like, you know, we'll film some Alston interviews, the Broker School, like, you know, and we'll give you the tape library and roll it out and whatever. But, like, you know, this would have been touted about as must see WWE Network content uh, a couple years ago. And the fact that they're just throwing it to YouTube, which, I mean, you can monetize on YouTube and having a presence on YouTube means something. But, Just kind of surprising, like, this is one of the first new original series that WWE has created since the move to Peacock. And the fact they're not giving it to Peacock was just kind of like, oh, that's interesting. (laughs)
3: Yeah. Well, they've even said they they get no incentive for uh, performing well on Peacock. So, you know, when people are like, oh, well, they should hook up, do this match or whatever for subscriptions. They don't care about subscriptions. They don't get anything out of that. For them now, it's ticket sales. And that's Mm -hmm. why you want Austin. You want those ticket sales. It's not uh, Peacock subscriptions
4: anymore. Yeah, it's why it's why they've all of a sudden now moved from, you know, okay, we it's we're fine to do SummerSlam in a twenty thousand Barclays Arena and make the rest of the world watch it on the network, our our WWE network. But now that it's. Peacock's taking whatever, and it's on Peacock. Now it's like, okay, now we got to get sixty thousand in the stadium for
2: SummerSlam <laughs> <Yeah. On> Saturday.
4: <laughs> on Saturday yeah. right.
2: Now they'll they'll worry about the how Peacock is performing once they're closer to renewing. But for now,
4: well, they're kind of they're it, it's it was kind of a really they were in a win situation. WWE was because you know WWE brings a I mean you know look you know Mania you know a, a million people will at least will would have already watched Mania anyways. You know, so they're already bringing an audience over to Peacock and because let's face it, Peacock have all the streaming services. Peacock was, you know, they were they weren't doing much until, compared to Apple, Netflix, Hulu, Disney, Ant, Prime, yeah, even still. But that's like that, the WB is probably the biggest thing Peacock has to offer right now uh, right. in terms of volume. So, you know, WWE looks good in that regard. And then WB looks good reporting back to, you know, the investors that because Peacock has, you know, more subscribers than what the WWE Network ever had, I think the WWE Network, what Raj, topped out at like 1.4 Two. million, yeah. 1.2 million.
3: Two over, overall, but yeah, 1.23 uh,
4: US. Yeah. And so because Peacock actually already has more than that, uh, WWE is able to tout, you know, that they are in front of, you know, legitimately or, or not, more eyes. So WWE has got to win here. They 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 really can't. Yeah, they really, you know, unless WWE moved their content to Peacock, all of a sudden Peacock saw a crazy decline, which they weren't going to see. That was just impossible to happen. Right? The WWE, WWE gets WWE is going to win no matter what with the Peacock situation.
3: Yeah, I mean, this is the future right now, right? Is the move to streaming? Peacock got in early, and WWE got in right in the front. Mm-hmm. And so to be the first, they are able to say like the, the WrestleMania was the biggest event Peacock had. You know, when when the when the streaming service started, Um, I I don't even know what what else they have other than like small sports like it's it's basically WWE is what's driving it. And so you have a major subscription service and the fact that WWE is their main uh, driver is is huge.
2: Well, it's it it also makes sense because they've got a lot of stuff on there, too. Like uh, the the Brooke and Reggie teaming up to take on Tamina and Akira Tozawa match. They it's a quick one. It ends. And now after saying that they're just friends, uh, Dana Brooke is kissing Reggie. And I'm reminded of the American classic song from Katy Perry. You're hot and you're cold. You're yes and you're no. You're in and you're out. You're up and you're down. Raj, do you know the next line of the song? You're, you're up and you're nickel. down.
3: It's yes. Uh yeah. Do
2: you, yes re- do you
4: really wanna
3: you really wanna do, do you Something. really wanna burn, no. <laughs> That's
4: that's what I got.
3: Close enough. I give you a Dude, pass. Dana Brooke, man, she gets makeup all over Reggie's poor face. Like his face, <laughs> he, he looks like uh the phantom of the opera when he's done kissing her.
2: Uh, yeah, it, you know, in in Dana Brooke's defense, she's got makeup on for camera, so it's more than sure. she probably wears. Absolutely, nothing against Dana Brooke So I'm everyone who like say, oh, she's wearing a ton of makeup, just, she's well, what I'm makeup. saying she's not kissing with lips. It's like yeah. cheek to cheek. Yeah, apparently, it's like <laughs>
3: rubbing a side of the face on his side of the face. Right, <laughs>
4: an
2: aggressive kisser. Okay, it's a it's yeah. a it's a working kiss. Uh, well, speaking of working kisses, Justin wait, is no, wait, Jack, Mina Jack. and Akira the new Pam and Jim. What? <laughs> Who's Pam and Jim? From the office. The office office. Oh. synergy.
4: <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, finish the line. What's the Katy Perry question?
2: Uh, you're hot and you're cold. You're yes you're no. You're in and you're out. You're up and you're down. Do you? Really you're left wrong and you're right. You're wrong and you're right. You're left and you're right. We fight, me we break up, we kiss, we make up. Yeah.
4: No, but what's the, what's the, do you, what's the, the hook, the question that she sings?
2: I don't know the actual words I speak. Oh my God, you, you started all this and don't even have the answer no, for it? No, that? you need the second half of the, the, the ups and downs and lefts and rights and god damn it I, have, see, when is. you
4: start when you started quoting katie perry i thought it was gonna be like the, i kiss the girl and i like it or something you yeah. know it's,
2: it's um it's hot and cold you're hot and you're cold you're yes and you're no katie
4: perry though she she is silly she's hot she is <laughs> she is she is,
2: she is, awesome. she is. uh brian barry in the chat says what if wwe swerves us and we get jbl versus owens and i think they planted a seed tonight for the vince match Oh god. JBL is not a tick I I love JBL, but he's not a ticket mover.
4: No. Yeah. Um it has but, to be
2: Austin. But if 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 Vince is is having a match, then he's kind of in the uh, the age range, so it fits. <laughs> is Vince a ticket mover? Do you think?
3: Like would are you gonna be like, I can only make one night of WrestleMania. This is uh, I'm gonna do the Vince night.
2: It's tough. It's tough to say because I feel like as a wrestling fan, I'd go to WrestleMania either way.
3: But both nights. He's say- you night. Know,
2: he's <laughs> Especially not in what, what
4: this is going to be. Obviously, it's something with McAfee, uh, and I and I love Pat. Obviously, don't get me wrong. But like, that's not like, and and I, and I don't know. That, there's no match for 76 year old Vince that like I'm going to get. You know, they his last WrestleMania m- match. I'm using the the air quotes for for the audio only. Was uh, yeah, Bread. Was Brett right? Which, while it was not a WrestleMania classic, and it was, you know, we probably all would rather just forget it. When Bret Hart comes back, if you're going to decide to let him and Sean bury the hatchet, which they did though on that very first night, January fourth of twenty ten, of course the only other payoff for Bret is to have a match against Vince. So I understood it, even though, and, and I'm glad, and they 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 disguised it as a fight and whatever, and then the smoke and mirrors. But like that's that really that truly is like the last kind of thing of like, other than CM Punk coming back to the WWE and having a CM Punk Vince match, because you know there's like. You know, he, real heat that was there. There's nobody else that you I can see Vince stepping in the ring with, and I'm like, Sam Punk, Vin. right? Sam <laughs> Punk. I mean, there's nobody else, so it's like, you know, and then they had theory there. I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm fine. I, I guess I'm fine if it's like Vince and Austin theory versus Pat, and then Pat finds,
3: but is or- that a draw? Like, I, I feel like Vince versus Pat McAfee is more of a draw. Than Vince and Austin theory against Pat McAfee and someone else.
4: Well, so on marquee of just Vince in a singles match versus former football player and current right. SmackDown commentator, I guess it's more of a draw, but if I'm looking to try to like still have those draws involved, but also give a quality of like filling a 15 minute segment, I would rather the tag match just sure. to, to also help the Austin theory and then let whoever Pat teams with to help that person.
3: Yeah. I I, like I see Bill Simmons talking about Vince versus Pat McAfee more than a tag match.
4: You know, know you're you're not wrong. I mean, look, they made they reference without naming them. They reference this being Vince. You know, he's going to do the Pat show this Thursday. For those who don't know, this will be the first sit down interview in like 20 years. And they were referencing that Bob Costas, the famous,
3: which is not the case because he was on Broken Skull Sessions
2: right That's and it threw me off when he said that throwing the papers i was like did he, he do that to stone cold what he no. and, and, and <laughs> well, i was well, trying that, to remember that i was like i don't like and then i remember like oh he's talking about the other one
4: yeah. well so i mean i would be surprised if they got bob costs bob is still in the nbc family I would be surprised if bob somehow maybe gets involved in like a little bit of media leading up to this or something but then i was trying to think is bob you know bob's with a reference with the papers but like vince famously did in the early 2000s a sit down with howard stern in studio yeah. And so I don't know if that was before. Well, the...
3: uh Howard Stern, that was before WrestleMania. 17. Uh, is 01.
4: No, no, it was before. No, it was before 17. 01. He because Vince had just they were building a mania 17. And it was like a week before Vince bought WCW.
2: OK, yeah, Guys, yeah. They, they they've already forgotten that Dude drop and Becky Lynch hate each other. Why? Are... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, if they say that it was 20 years ago, we like, with it. I, I, no matter what you guys do, I'm gonna keep this under two hours. <laughs> I'm, <trying>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna move this along, you bastards. <laughs> speaking, speaking of the speaking of two hours, Street Profits, uh, they talked smack about the whole tag team division. Um, but then we get Mysterios versus the Hurt Business and a uh, a promo from The Miz in between all that. Kind of pushing along that rivalry, but the hurt business gets the win here tonight. That was a big one, Justin. Does this mean something that the hurt business got a win?
4: No, this was just they this all this meant was we're pushing obviously against the Miz's match with the Mysterio's hurt business happened to happen to be the lucky heels that get to you know, be the victors. They're they probably won't if they're on mania, they're in the battle royal. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, obviously, this is, again, another one with the Paul brother being involved. Um, Dominic Mysterio, you know, he, he's athletic, obviously. Um, still looks again kind of like he's a little lost out there. Like again, still he's plain wrestler. He's 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 Ray's son. I, I had a note, and kind of we already touched on it a minute ago with NXT. But I had a note to myself wondering, like, would he have been better off again? Go, you know, would would he would it have better been better off doing the storyline with with Ray mentoring him of doing it in NXT Black and Gold or NXT Two Point Regardless, just doing this in NXT where uh, Dominic can again have his have his you know, learning curves and, and bumps and growth bumps. Cause I mean, I just some, I watch him sometimes and I'm just like, Ew. like he's, he's got potential and yeah. he's athletic, but I just, I feel like he's still not completely sure of what he's doing who he is.
2: Yeah. I, I kind of agree. I, I think it's time for him to go on his own. I think it's time for him to leave the nest, even if it's on the same brand. So the Ray is like technically there, but I think it's time for him to move into it at least his own go out on his own Raj.
3: I, I just think Dominic looks uh, as threatening as I do. Like he just, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, well, you got that? I'm you, not gonna. You look, you look like you Brock. Brock is not block backing block. down
4: from from <laughs>
2: me at a bar. Could
4: you imagine? <laughs> look, he looks as threatening as I
2: do. <laughs> For like, could you imagine Dominic stepping up to Brock Lesnar? Like Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Like, didn't I? Didn't <laughs> I pull you out from behind the a barricade one time and just beat you up in front of your dad? That's he, the greatest
4: he, piece of greatest piece of wrestling analysis we've ever had on this show. Ross, <laughs> he looks as threatening as I do.
3: <laughs> you know, so I, you know, I just think he needs a mask. He needs something. He needs to turn heel. He needs an evil mask. He needs a, a whole new character. this incarnation of dominic is just not working i mean it's it's below mid card fodder and Mm -hmm. uh if if you want it to go beyond that he needs uh again i feel like wwe they only know how to push heels lately but uh a heel turn would be
2: helpful for him Mm uh well we we get an rk bro versus street profits match and this one is (sighs) going to have some uh Some commentary. Actually, I do want to say real quick, Brian Barry in the chat. uh, He says Vince in theory versus Cody and Pat McAfee. Uh, Cody Cody would be the partner in that scenario. Cody, if he, if Cody's in, he needs a singles match. Uh, Again,
3: you don't want blurring the lines with a tag match. I just feel like. I feel
2: like I'd say Cody made the wrong... Can you train?
3: imagine if it was Hogan and Duggan against Andre and, you know, like, uh, uh, King Haku? It's just right. not
2: the same. You, it's one-on-one. It's just a bigger deal. Yeah. Um, but uh, RK-Bro versus the Street Profits, uh, this one was going, and then the ending happened, and I think that left a lot of us scratching our heads a little bit. Uh, it, to me, it looked like maybe... Uh, Randy Orton got hurt. I don't know though. Uh, obviously, yeah. hopefully he's okay. But uh, it seemed like a, a kind of an awkward ending. Uh, Justin, any kind of thoughts on this match?
4: Yeah, I'm, I went back and kept I watched it several times over. Uh, Montez Ford, you know, it's become part of his gimmick and attraction that he just elevates on his frog splash. He did, uh, but unfortunately, he you know uh, d- didn't true his aim. <laughs> the wind blew him mm-hmm. a little left. And where he's supposed to come down on Randy's midsection, and Randy can absorb a lot of the impact with his arms, uh, he came down on Randy's head and neck, and Randy's head, neck, you know, and st- it, it, it looked bad. You know, Ford came down his weight, and specifically his left, um, you know, the le- all of his left part of his body came down right on Randy, and um, you know, Four tried to buy a minute of time before he pinned, you know, a couple seconds of time before he pinned Orton, he did. Orton, this, this this was not supposed to be the finish. Um, Orton tried, he, Orton thought he rolled himself close enough to the rope to at least try to put a foot on the rope. Dawkins even quickly for a minute tried to even kind of assist getting that foot to the rope. Uh, but the refs, you know, look, Jimmy Corderas has been on before. Jimmy's told a story. The refs still are kind of instructed to, to a degree to ref it like a shoot, to mm-hmm. not, you know, not to bury the refs and to bury the rules. So um, it's on the talent to kick out. So if... Mm-hmm. The talent doesn't in this case you know orton just couldn't do it for what i just said then y- you go with it uh that's that's what looked like it happened so i mean it wasn't for a title or anything i mean they, you know it was a big deal obviously because orton riddle or involved in the big triple threat tag match next week um but it, it so whatever street profits win you know again this is a babyface versus babyface match so the street profits winning it's not the end of the world it's more or less i hope randy orton's okay because that Mm-hmm. No. that looked pretty, that, I mean, that looked like that could have been concussion or neck damage. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I've, I've rewatched it a couple of times. It, I, it, to me, it looked like he hit his shoulder, like the, that jacked up his shoulder. And then uh, I hope that's it. Because again, to, to Justin's point, if it was the neck or, or then that's a way more serious deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, um, you know, to to Justin's point where they call it as a shoot, I agree with it because I don't know if you guys saw the Jade Cargill match last week where uh, she's pinned and the ref just stops after two and just you know, holds on. Mm-hmm. So it, And it, it looks terrible. And it, granted, that was a title match and there was going to be a title change, but it looked worse not calling it, you know, and not... Uh, right. And not doing it as a three count. So I I thought it was better that they did it this way. You could tell there was just chaos afterwards. You could see Angelo Dawkins just constantly doing this, you know, where he's covering his mouth. You know, clearly asking what's going on. How's he doing? Yeah. Um, Hopefully it's nothing serious. So, yeah. Um, Because we're WrestleMania season. Orton's one of the biggest stars in the company. I think it was going to be Orton and Riddle in a a big match. You know, I think a lot of us thought it was going to be Orton and Riddle in a match. And Mm -hmm. clearly it doesn't seem like it's headed that way yet, which
2: I don't know. That's my 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 first uh, on it when I was getting ready to do this. uh, You know, I was taking my notes. I actually wrote down first. They're getting along great. Does this mean this show's over for them? Are they going to break up? Because that's usually what happens when teams like this start to really get along, that's when one of them turns on each other. Uh, but yeah, hopefully this is uh, nothing, obviously just so he's okay. But also like you guys said, it's mania season. He, he's, he's, he's such a hot star right now. And again, just hopefully he's okay. But, uh, and,
4: and, and, you know, I, I don't wish for this, but <clears throat> this is the reality of the situation. Um, you know, sometimes when a guy, when, you know, when a guy makes a mistake like this, like as four does that, that, that whether it's heat for a period of time, and and all of a sudden you're back in the line, or we've even seen before. Okay, I mean, like I, I hope I hope that's not the case, but I'm just saying it's a reality of thing when you when you do something that's that really injures or almost could have injured a top top guy like a Randy Orton, and then and then it's an even worse factor that it's on the road to Mania. um That can sometimes be hell for your career. Mm-hmm.
3: I'd like uh, to think Orton has grown up because we all know uh Orton with Kofi Kingston back in the mm-hmm. day. And that wasn't even he didn't even get injured. That was just Kofi getting up too quick. You know, yeah. To 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 take the RKO.
2: Well, wasn't there a uh, there there was also a um uh, uh, Kennedy, right? Yeah. Uh, was the other was another one. Yep. Um so yeah, but well, that
3: was Ken- Kennedy was probably, you know, I I, I think Kennedy's great, I, but that was a little more careless. This was clearly a freak accident. So,
4: well, I think also at the time they claimed that Ken was a repeat offender. That like that, right. that Randy kind of said this isn't the first time I've dealt with this. True or I don't true or not I don't know. But I think so. Who knows? Hopefully tomorrow. Hopefully by tomorrow we'll find out that Randy's okay. It was just a you know just stung at the time. He's gonna be okay, and that you know I'm sure he had a talk with Ford. Maybe to say hey, like you know get a, whatever. Hopefully everything is just. Cool sailing, but yeah, that, that was scary. Really scary. Um and well, Orton, well,
3: I, I will say this after the match, Orton didn't look pissed. Like you can usually tell with Orton when he's pissed. <laughs> yeah, and he, he did not have a pissed. good poker. It looked face. like he realized should happen.
2: So yeah. We'll um well we'll we'll find out. Hopefully we find out. Hopefully, we get news tomorrow that everything's fine and it was all just uh precautions, but we move on to Austin Theory. We talked a little bit about it, so we'll kind of just talk about it quickly here. The Austin Theory and Vince in the room talking about the Pat McAfee interview that's going to happen on Thursday, and uh, they tease the tension. And I love this line where Vince McMahon says, it's not that kind of show, and Theory says, it could be uh, <laughs> teasing what could happen. Uh, just real quick thoughts, and uh, Justin, we'll start with you. Predictions for how this plays out for Mania with Austin, McAfee, and Vince.
4: Well, yeah, and you you left out a symbolic part. His uh, theory yeah. says this: he's grabbing the pencil, so it's yeah, you know, the the uh, the the symbolic. He's grabbing the pencil to book himself. It mm-hmm. could be, um, you know, yeah. So I mean, yeah. this um, obviously whether theory shows up in the studio or whatever. Obviously, this is leading, leading to something of, of theory and Vince, uh, in some regards involved with Pat at, at WrestleMania. The, the, the unfortunate, well again this this might turn out to be something fun so i don't want to like just already poo poo it <laughs> but i will say this
2: when they announced it could be fun this is the horrible stuff that could happen Oh,
4: uh, well no what i'm saying is it, it, it could be fun so i'm gonna give it a chance i'm gonna let it play out and, and pat's gold so pat might make this just really fun just pat being pat but i will say when they announced this at the end of the last week for like uh like for a couple minutes i actually had a moment of like you know Patches had the world buzzing because he had Brock basically out of character and just being Brock and, and what have you. Is I was like, wow, you know, it is mania. Whenever Vince does do big sit-downs, I've we referenced Costas, we reference Howard Stern. It always usually is on mania. It's not a coincidence. So I, a part of me was kind of like, wow, this might be a chance for to get like a, 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 a as much of Vince as you know, as much of out-of-character Vince as he's gonna be, a chance to get a, a, a true Vince interview, an updated Vince interview. So much of the world has changed. Um, mm-hmm. and then quickly, it kind of as we started getting reports of Pat's in a match, and Vince is probably gonna, you know, I was like, all right, well, now I guess now, now they've just always confirmed it. So now I'm like, Raj, Thursday, am I tuning in? Am I getting any bit of a real interview? Is there, is there gonna be like five minutes of a real interview and then we transition into work mode, or is it all work mode? You know, Vince is gonna be
3: in completely in work mode because he knows it's gonna be work mode so i i feel like he's gonna constantly be in that mindset like you're not gonna get real vince you know what i mean like it's not gonna be like when he was gosh with austin i mean i think i feel i feel like his interview with austin was the last time we saw vince with his guard down just kind of shooting the shit just you know just talking and uh that's that's not gonna be what this is I'm I'm curious wh- where they got, you know what triggers it, whatever. But uh, look, Pat McAfee, uh, this podcast that he has, he's making what thirty five million a year now with his latest deal. That's Something more than like AEW that, yeah. makes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's him, just him. He makes more than AEW. <laughs> So we yeah. should make a podcast.
4: That's what you're saying. That's
3: what I'm saying. Let's do a podcast, guys. Right. We should, <laughs> yeah, we should do a podcast. <laughs> Report
4: a podcast. The money will come. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <that's> awesome.
3: <laughs> but, he, he, I mean, he's just uber successful. There's going to be a ton of, you know. I, I, I had tweeted this out, but none of my friends watch wrestling anymore. None of them that that right. live by me. So if I get 20 people watching WrestleMania 19 of them, the names they care about are going to be Austin, Vince, McAfee, Rousey, Knoxville, edge. Those are the names. And that's kind of the point, like Mm -hmm. getting those people in the, those, those 19 people in, as opposed to the one, as opposed to satisfying the one and, uh, you know, I just think uh, it's, I get it.
2: Yeah, I, 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 I don't think it'll be great.
3: But I get it.
2: Yeah. And that's the thing I always say, you got to talk, think about the people who don't watch as often. I have a buddy that we we usually will watch Royal Rumble together, but we didn't this year. And I asked, he said, hey, how's the Royal Rumble? And I asked him, uh, who do you think won? And he said, well, I heard Ronda Rousey's back. So she probably won. And then I don't know, Brock Lesnar. And I was like, "Yes, <laughs> got it. That's that's who won." And he's right. like, "Oh, cool." And he's like, "That sounds that like he was exa- like, yeah, that sounds good. Well, let's do. Do you want to watch WrestleMania or something?" And I was like, I, "I'll I'll probably be busy, but um the uh, <laughs> but it was to your point. Yeah, that's who people who don't watch every day care about because the people who watch every day they're gonna go watch WrestleMania anyway. So who yeah, cares? You
3: you got your AJ versus Edge, and you got those other matches on there for you. Yes, but." It's a smorgasbord. You want to get in those those Laps fans and people that normally don't watch.
2: Yep. So I get it. And speaking of Laps fans, this one was not for them. Finn Balor versus Damian Priest. Ah, uh, they had a a match for the U.S. title. This one shocked me because I did, thought this was going to be the main event. I thought they were going to end on this. So when it ended, I was like, "Oh, there's a lot of time left." <laughs> um. But Finn wins, and then we get the. We get the Damien side of Damien Priest full on. Uh, Justin, uh, I want to talk with you first. What's next for Damien Priest after kind of going full Damien here?
1: Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare. 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare. 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown.
4: Well, he said in the post match promo that he wants to get that title back. So it sounds like he and Finn probably are going to have a mania match, um, you know, kind of a eh, mania match that you when you just saw it for a couple times on Raw. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about it last week and then weeks prior. I I hate the fact that he was so over. He was getting so over as a babyface and then they went and changed um the things that they changed. So I I don't know, like but I will say the fact that it seems like they're now just committing to him being a heel and he cut the promo he did and he you know had the attack afterwards, like maybe this is them saying, okay, he's going to be a big heel. He looks like a heel. He looks like a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe this is them saying like, all right, you know, we had to drop, you needed to drop the title, be a heel. We'll keep you on TV, give you a mania match. Even if it's a mania match, you lose. Um, and who knows? Maybe he's one of the top heels they focus on. In the new WWE year, which starts right after Mania, that's the best I can hope for. In this, is that that's what's the, the plan? Is he's a heel that's going to challenge maybe in, in the top world title picture, and so we can't have the US title.
2: Yeah, I could see him. Yeah, like I said before, I, I think him versus a Demon Finn would be great. And I think even if Demon Finn beats him, he could just get more angry and then make the push to the, the top of the card down the road. Raj, my question to you is. Finn's the champ. Now is Finn back or is this just a, uh, a temporary situation?
3: I mean, I don't see them changing the title again so soon. I think, look, we we've talked about this for a while, The Damien priest character has not been working, so it's about time to turn him heel. Uh, And so, yeah, I thought it was, I thought finally, you know, they, they get Damien priest to the next level. I think Damien priest as a heel can be a main event heel, he was not a main event character doing his babyface Jekyll and Hyde thing, but now I think he could be so um real quick Kane um, Velasquez was, was involved in, in a shooting near uh, oh, no. he, he was uh, he wrestled Brock, Brock Lesnar. Um, Former UFC champion, they said the San Jose police are investigating a shooting near Monterey Highway and Bailey Avenue in Morgan Hill. Sources with direct knowledge of the investigation confirmed for NBC Bay Area that the shooting reported Monday involves UFC and WWE star Cain Velasquez. Obviously, he's not WWE star now. But police will only say one man has been taken to a hospital with non-life-threatening injuries and another man has been arrested. It is unclear how Velasquez is involved and he was born in Salinas and lives in the South Bay. The shooting was reported at 3 14 PM. So, uh, stay tuned.
2: Oh no. Well, hopefully everyone there is okay too.
3: Yeah. It looks like no one was killed. No one was, but yeah, it involved Velasquez. So, uh, mm-hmm. stay
2: tuned. Oh Well, you know, hopefully everyone's okay with that. Um, but uh, let's, uh, let's move into the final part of the show. We got Edge coming out. Uh, he says he wants to know who's going to answer the call. And uh, we get AJ Styles. Justin, this is something that was rumored. It was kind of expected. It's one that I'm excited for. I think it's going to be match of the night, potentially, at WrestleMania. But I kind of, as we say, worked myself because all the rumors of Cody, as it was delaying, I kept waiting for Cody's music. Is that my fault or like is this just a bad coincidence with the the timing of Cody and everything? I I, I love what we get, but I also felt like I was a little disappointed when AJ's music hit.
4: Uh, yeah, I mean it's your fault. I mean, look, WWE leaned in last week. I said they uh, they were so open ended with Edge and his promo, even for the split second, real quick before Miz introduced uh, Paul out there. You know, he you know he dropped little references. Um, and WWE wanted that. They wanted to get a week out of you. Know, look. Because of Edge's promo last week, and because of the landscape of the rumor mill, they were able to buy a week and make Edge's calling out be a main event segment. They were able to they were able to anchor Raw on on that, and and then ultimately, who answers it is a guy who is a full time regular participant. But it is probably the the, the most attractive full time regular participant that WWE has. That makes it the most interesting, you know, scenario of you know. AJ Styles was was dominant was it was becoming dominant at TNA at the time when Edge retired back in 2012 so like you know it's, it's one of those you know okay we never thought they'd cross paths and here we are um so yeah a little bit a little bit your fault but I mean you know they, they were leaning into this uh but I, I still think it was you know AJ is the right guy that's 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 fine and you know then Edge goes batshit crazy and you know I would rather them try to tell me who's a clear-cut heel and a clear-cut face mm-hmm. and go all out like Edge did tonight. And I mean Edge, Edge is one of the best facial expressions ever. Edge can sell. He's great at being for his age, still being, you know, good-looking rock star Edge for the baby face pop. He can also still look like a psycho heel. He still mm-hmm. can sell that. And that's where they went tonight. And I would rather me have a clear-cut heel and a clear-cut baby face. Versus me having to do a month of this being, uh, I respect you, brother. No, I respect you. I've always wanted to tangle it up with you. Like I'm, I'm okay with this. Um, I, I'm fine with what they decided to do here tonight.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say I agree. I love. I I think it freshens up Edge since his return because he's kind of been doing the I'm the gritty veteran coming back for a while. So this is new. It's cool. Also, Edge feel or uh, AJ, is someone who I feel like we've been kind of embracing him anyways even when he acts like a jerk we still kind of like him so we might as well just make him someone we're supposed to cheer for uh raj uh let me get your thoughts on this but also how much leather does edge have at his house (laughs) so i gotta say i i did not like this so i i loved that
3: aj answered the challenge because when it's aj and edge that's a wrestlemania match that's a dream match to me that's awesome but then when Edge just went nuts it just felt so forced it was like they did 3 weeks of storylines in one night as you know like there wasn't a real reason for him to go nuts and he did and i i just felt like it would have been better to play that out as opposed to doing it on night 1 where he he just you know for what i mean and and Edge was great with what he was doing he he has those I mean, I, I had sent out a tweet. He looked like he was spent the winter at the Overlook Hotel. Like he looked crazy, <laughs> which was you know, which was great, right? But it just seemed like they they rushed it. Like from they went from accepting the challenge to he lost his mind in five minutes, and I just felt like that's a longer storyline that that should have played out.
4: And that's and that's, and that's a very fair critique i mean like, like i said that i like that we have a clear-cut heel and clear-cut face but raj is right we could have waited a week or two until we established who that clear-cut healing face is so i think now the next challenge to edge styles and the writers are give me a good explanation of why edge just flipped his shit you know if edge said i've wa- i was hoping you'd answer this i've wanted this match so so that was good so it said that he had aj in mind so he already had it so it's almost like he was kind of setting aj up Yeah, he was he was you know luring him in so that's good now we need to find out why so now you need to manufacture and tell me some story that the two had of a riff with each other somewhere where they cross paths behind the scenes or something find some photo find some find something that we can show that like uncover some backstory between these two real or otherwise because raj is right it was zero to 60 in a matter of a five minutes uh, uh, you know five minute segment that could have Going out a few weeks so yeah we do you do need to
2: tell me why the hell is Ed, why did that trigger edge to go nuts one of the things i think why i'm okay with it because edge is the kind of person that if you give him a couple minutes on a microphone next week he will find a great way to explain it and it's all going to make sense uh, i don't know if you could say it with everybody but i think that he's one of those guys that he's going to sit in a fold-out chair in the middle of the ring and i don't know how he manipulates the light to always hit his face the right way to look so intense every time he's out there, but I think he's gonna cut a promo and he'll whatever he says, I'm gonna go. Oh, that makes sense. I I I buy this 100. Um, yeah, Brian, we'll Barry, have to see. I was gonna say, Brian Barry in the chat asks, "Are y'all ready to see the new Batman and how do you think it'll do?" I am. I want to see. it. I think it's gonna be great. I'll, I'll watch massive. I'll, yeah, I'll
4: watch it when it comes to streaming. <laughs> yeah
2: you know you guys aren't uh th- you know i w- thought i was done with theaters and then i went and saw the new spider-man movie in a theater and i was like this is awesome so i went and saw the new
4: ghostbusters uh and i was happy i did we, we went in one of the the cool theaters you know that has a bar and has the reclining chairs and all, you know so like and it was fun because i'm such a ghostbusters person but like even still i was just kind of like eh, i don't need to be sitting this close to everybody i don't know like i was just kind of like and that, that, that part and that's not even the that's not even covid i mean that's just part of me that's just me being like <laughs> Henry getting older, like I don't you know, get, get off get, get off my lawn. So, like, I want to see the new Scream movie. I, I love the Scream franchise, and, but I haven't gone to theaters to see it. So at this point, I'm waiting until it streams, and that's just kind of where I'm at. It's, it's
3: we would here. not. i kind of. i have kind of like now. It's like I'm waiting for streaming. Nothing's worth waiting
2: unless there is Lethal Weapon Five or something. Lethal <laughs> Weapon Five. <laughs> just so we would not be good movie going buddies because i am definitely that person that sits right next to you and then like elbows you the whole time hey so-and-so's coming out or this is happening yeah
4: i get really excited you know in my 20 in my 20s especially the wrestling fans in my 20s i was ready to travel every town i mean there there was there was a a stretch of years where i was at you know 80 percent of the w pay-per-view events i was doing meet and greets i was hustling getting interviewed. like i i relished in that i loved it now I'm not leaving my house. <laughs> so, Jack, when when you go to
3: movies with someone, do you mm-hmm. sit right next to him? Like, if yeah. I'm going with a buddy, like a, you know, uh, not family. Yeah. I, I usually like to leave
2: a seat in between.
3: I but try sometimes they will sit right
2: next to me. I try to read whatever. I, I kind of get the vibe. They, I don't mind sitting right next to them. Sometimes I'll leave a seat open. It depends how open in the, this theater yeah, is. It's kind work. of weird having a seat open. Are you that guy that walks in the bar and there's three empty seats, but you decide to sit next to me? When we're <laughs> you? When I go into the bathroom and you're at <laughs> you, stall, you go right next to the stall. <laughs> right next. I want our shoulders touching. <laughs> oh, my God.
4: I'd be like, who is this guy with well-kept hair who's pissing next to me? Go down the trough. <laughs> Just looking down be like, oh that's a good stream. Good stream. <laughs> nice,
2: nice and loud. <laughs> mm, is that pretty a yellow. Pretty yellow. <laughs> Jack
4: strikes me as John Lithale's character in Daddy's Home too. <laughs> Where he, he says, Oh, I picked the most crowded flights that way I can sit and talk to people.
2: <laughs> no, flights I'm not good on. Flights I I am not I I uh I I, uh, I I don't like flying, so I, I do the uh, like I put the hood on and I put the little thing around my neck. And I'm like oh, I just sit and I go try to go to sleep.
4: Yeah. I'm not good on flights, but you're missing you're missing a prime opportunity to socialize there, Jeff. <laughs> so yeah.
2: just shout sit sit in the middle. You have to force them to talk. You have to share an arm <laughs> armrest with them. I put my arms around them. And... <laughs> <laughs> no, I sit in the middle, and then when I go to sleep, I lean on their shoulder.
3: And... <laughs> See, Michael Virus knows guy code. One seat space, it's a rule. Yep. I'm gonna sit
4: right next to you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stalls are the eye opener. That's if you're lucky if you have it as a stall again. I said trough. I'm thinking like I'm thinking like stadium when you're at like that when you're in the horse uh, trough. The troughs are always no,
2: weird. No, I definitely no. You you always the with with the bathroom, you always go to the farthest point. So if there's like five. You you always take the one on one on the end, and then you take the other one on the end, and then if someone else comes in, you get the one in the middle. You have to make sure you're always doing the uh, the, the distance, the space.
3: <laughs> what about a trough? What do you do? Then
2: you have to kind of. Guess it with your eye. That's what that's what you go to uh, school for. You that's what Pythagorean theorem is. You go a plus squared plus b squared. I go here so that it's the maximum distance between everybody involved. I simple.
4: think I think if it's, I think if it's a trough, <laughs> I can see Jack being one of the ones that opts to wait in line for a stall
2: to walk into a
4: stall at the door.
2: <laughs> if I have to go, I'm going wherever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and I mean. Why I I I'm manscaped so you know it's okay I'll, I can be right next to you. It's not just don't, just don't no take promo your promo tonight. Just don't promo take your just don't take your Bluetooth where you're the troll. No, no. <laughs> sorry, I'm not escaped at all. No. So for uh, so for the
4: so for the, re- so for the record, we have detoured off of like, into a, a wrestling quiz show, <laughs> and now into proper proper urinal etiquette.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, some people need to know. You always take whatever the maximum distance is at all times it's it's very important Well, we'll do a we'll do a, a powerpoint presentation on it uh soon brian barry says raj where's kenny omega at and will he return yeah raj um,
3: he's he's dealing with a ton of injuries right now um i think the last one is uh, surgery for a hernia and so after that
2: so probably like two three months so probably june oh that's actually sooner than i thought but um yeah, whenever there whenever if, if you're a wrestler and you're taking time off to heal up, just take as much time as you need and like heal heal up. I always feel like if you're going to miss a couple months, why come back early? Just get it. Well, get especially it right. him.
4: He he was the workhorse that, you know, was was carrying the brand for so long and now they have so many guys like I mean, he he probably worked hurt for a, more time than he probably should have. But I feel like he um
3: I feel like he is uh, their biggest star. Like I feel like he makes the biggest difference. Like Punk, Omega, in my opinion, yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like Punk does not make up for Omega, or Danielson does not make up for Omega. Felt like Omega kind of uh, carried that show more than they do, in my opinion.
2: But I do look at those names that you just mentioned, Raj, and I think the first thing I think of is I can't wait till they have a match with Kenny Omega. Yeah, maybe it's because Kenny Omega was. Not wrestling on American soil for so long, and so we haven't seen any of these, but I do think like I want to see Kenny Omega versus CM Punk, I want to see him versus Brian Danielson, uh, I want to see him versus everybody. So, yeah, so there, there you have it WrestleMania, WrestleMania. season.
4: WrestleMania. I, want to see, WrestleMania. I want to see Kenny Omega pissing next to Jack Farmer as well, right? <laughs> yeah, right.
2: The side see by you. side, as we talk about hair. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, that does it for us. Uh, we have the Wrestling Inc. Co- wrestling Inc. com at Wrestling Inc. com Twitter handle, uh, where you can follow all the information regarding all the stuff that's happening in wrestling. We got an NXT Wait, after the show, to hopefully buy. by next week. Hopefully those, by next those week, those bastards
4: haven't given you the account back yet.
3: Hopefully by next week. I think five more days, it's supposed the, to be 10 days, so we'll
4: see. Do you want me to call 10 McDivitt? Days from I'll call McDivitt, I'll get him on the line now,
3: McDivitt. Okay. We'll talk offline. He emailed us <laughs> earlier today.
2: <laughs> Is he the guy that gets you verified? Because that's who I want to talk to. No, no it's it's, Vince, it's Vince's lawyer. I get yeah. to, I, I get to, I get denied very quickly whenever I apply for the, uh, <laughs> the verified. No, Jack. Uh, but yeah, we got the NXT after show tomorrow. We've got the uh, AEW Dynamite after show on Wednesday. We've got the All Things Wrestling and Social Media, I guess, Pop Culture on Thursday. Uh, we've got the Trigger.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is funnier so than it should be <laughs> so How old are we <laughs> not old enough <laughs> uh we got uh the uh, smackdown rampage show on, on friday what am i even doing here uh but that does it for us i'm at real jack farmer he's at justin lavar he's at raj Geary underscore three zero three follow at wrestling inc com for all the news uh thank you everyone in the chat killer styles bernie dc allison tuckwab uh ricky zaldivar ethan Cruz, michael the virus peter tnic night one everyone thank you guys so much i think that does it for us goodbye go home